2: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome to the show, Bill Writer, with you. We are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios, and you know what it takes for home to fit your budget and your family, Rocket Can. Ephraim Salam, incredibly talented dude, NFL analyst, longtime NFL player, great guy, friend of mine. We have very similar physiques, you know, so we can, like, exchange clothes, which is great. We're both tall and ripped. What's up, Ephraim? What's happening, man? Hey, buddy. Happy happy National... I'm doing good, dude. I'm doing... We got to get to this Rams game. I want to go to a Rams game with you. Pick the one. Let me know. Let's make it happen. All right, I'm in. I had a great time, my buddy, a few weeks ago. What a spot. A happy National Coffee Day. Are you a coffee drinker?
3: Yeah, I, I work too much not to be one.
2: See, that's my thing. My producer won't drink coffee, and now it has me questioning, you know, everything about him. From...
3: Yeah, you might not be able to trust him, so <laughs> you might want to look
2: elsewhere. I don't know, man. You just got to watch it. You got to... Yeah, keep your eyes on him, man. Not trustworthy, and and it it leads me to the Miami Dolphins. Now, Tua's health status is questionable, so it's hard to know how much of an evaluation we can make tonight. But do you trust the Dolphins at three and zero as a as a top team in the NFL over the course of the season? Are you buying what they're selling? I'm buying.
3: I'm buying. Look, you you don't have to convince me. All you got to do is go out and and, and show me, right? You don't have to convince me. I just I'm gonna watch and see. That was a big-time win against uh, arguably the best team in odds-on Super Bowl favorite, Buffalo Bills, who were in a stride. I mean, they were steamrolling. Josh Allen is the guy. we talked about it all prior to this week. Miami goes out, handles business, beats them. How can you not take Miami serious? Buffalo didn't take Miami serious, and you see what happened.
2: Yeah, they looked so good, and not to – you know, not to make it about one guy, because they obviously had a Tyree kill. The offensive line has improved. The defense was already good under Brian Flores. But Tua Tagovailoa was a big question mark. And, from you're an offensive lineman. you got a better eye for this than most people. To, to my eye, he looks at a minimum as a very capable NFL QB. And, I don't know, may, maybe better.
3: Well, he definitely looks better than more than capable. Um, putting those pieces around him, his accuracy. Remember they were questioning the deep ball. Oh, well, he can't get it down the field. Yeah. Well, he answered that question. He answered it real quick. And having players like Tariq Hill, Waddle, I mean they bought in. Tariq Hill all summer was telling us how great he was. Most of us didn't listen, including me. Now we get to see firsthand and I love it.
4: Yeah, it's been really cool even
2: Salam here on here on the show. What do you expect on the other side of the equation from from the Bengals tonight and the in the Bengals this year? Obviously, they they made the Super Bowl last year. Started 0-2, got a win last week. They're actually favored tonight. And the defense has looked, I think, better than maybe people recognize that they haven't watched the games. The defense has been pretty good. It's been a turnover problem largely for Cincinnati. Do you think the Bengals, not even Super Bowl, are they a good enough football team? Are you believing in them enough to just be a playoff team and be in the mix this year?
3: Well, they definitely have the talent. Can they shake off that hangover? Obviously, they're having from a loss last year, a Super Bowl loss. Hopefully. But they are a, a playoff caliber team. They got a young core, still got a dynamic quarterback, dynamic receiver, running game. You just gotta figure it out. Put it all together. Let last year be last year, focus on this year.
2: Yeah, I don't even want to ask you about the Bears, but but I'm going to because they're they've got a, a record that, that that's an illusion, I think. Are are you and I know you're f know you're you're from Chicago. Any hope for the Bears? Any reason for me to believe that they can be anything other than embarrassing this year? Look, I don't know when you say hope. I don't know what that means. It, can they be over five hundred? Are they a playoff yes. team? If that's over 500. hope, you are talking seven wins. I'll take seven wins. I'll take seven wins. Yeah, of
3: course. Yes, yeah, this hope for yeah. seven wins. Okay, they get seven wins. But now, you know, playoff team, deep run in the playoffs. Huh. No, no, don't don't do that. Don't get your hopes up, as they say.
2: That's not going to happen. Um, so, Ephraim, I don't even know how to ask. I hate I hate talking about people's personal lives. I remember when, when I covered LeBron James as a reporter, and I was very hard on LeBron, but I wouldn't write about some of the things in his personal life the way other reporters would. I just felt like – I'm not even going to give the example on the air. just felt like it was out of bounds, right? Everybody's got personal lives. Everybody's got family. Those things are separate from how it goes in a, in, in a random game we all write about, talk about, in your case, played – but Tom Brady's marriage is obviously in the news. It just it feels kind of gross to talk about. Let me ask you the question this way. Are there guys at that level of greatness, at that level of consistency, who can be impacted in a real way by whatever's going on in their personal lives? Have you seen that in your own career?
3: Yes. You, you, he, Tom Brady is a great football player. He's not a robot. And I think the two gets confused sometimes. When we see our all-time great, Jordan. The Brady's, Muhammad Ali's, all of these beyond greats, right? The the super goats. We think they're impervious to natural human emotions. It's not the case. Tom Brady is the boss on the field, the boss in the NFL, but he is not the boss at home. And that's the reality of the situation. And if home life, if mama ain't happy, it ain't, it ain't it ain't it ain't working, and I think yeah. that's a situation not to get too deep in his personal business. But it definitely has an effect on you.
2: H- happy wife, happy mean. yeah. I mean, happy wife, happy life is a is a very very real thing, and it's not like in the NFL there's any rest for the, for the weary. Tampa Bay, Kansas City is one of the really really good games this weekend. Chiefs coming off. What was, I thought, a heartbreaking loss for those of us that bet on Kansas City to cover. Thank you to the official uh, Mr. Jones and, and Andy Reid for that. And they didn't just not cover that. They didn't win that game. Who do you like between the Bucks and the Chiefs this weekend?
3: Well, I like Kansas City coming off that, that loss. We know how good Andy Reid is coming off a loss. Um, and, I, and I just, I'm not convinced about Tampa Bay. They get a couple pieces back, but they're decimated by injury. It just doesn't feel like the same Tampa Bay we've seen for the last two years.
2: Did I ever? Ephraim Slam and I worked. Ephraim's on the show. uh, You and I worked together at FS1, and we spent a lot of time working with Donovan McNabb, who is a great guy, right? Who is just a great dude. Did I ever tell you the time when we I drove a little tiny Prius, like 100,000 miles on it? Did I ever tell you the time when I was driving home from from the FS1 lot, and there's a stretch. Where if you get in the sort of middle lane, you can cut everybody off to get onto the what the hell was it? the 10, not the 105, the 10 to get on the 405. And at like 80 miles an hour, I cut off a Lamborghini to get into the lane, and the Lamborghini guy pulled up next to me, and it was, and it was Donovan. And I've never seen someone look so confused in their entire lives. I don't think he knew a Prius <laughs> could go that fast.
3: No Prius has got fast, fast but I, I take the Lambo over the Prius any day. I, I'm not doing that.
2: <laughs> me too, dude. I think it was Donovan was like, "Who is this?" You know, where you're mad at someone, and you're gonna this give them – and then you're like, back. "You recognize the guy?" You're like, "Oh, hey."
3: It's just like, "Oh, it's, it's just, oh, it's just, it's just Willie.
2: It's just Willie." <laughs> I was telling them. it was National Nickname Day on Tuesday. I'm like, "Yeah, some of these dudes call me Sweet Willie. I don't think the guys believe me. Thank you for confirming." No, no, that.
3: no. It's Sweet Willie, Sweet Something Willie. So I'm just gonna leave it at that.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's not even you can't, let's not even let's not even take it there. All right, here's <laughs> oh, you're from Salaam here on uh, here on the show. Here's the last one for you, and it's a little far afield, but but I want to ask you. There's been so much drama in the off season surrounding Aaron Rodgers, and you know we're in we're into the season. They lost the opening game by a pretty healthy margin, but they did that last year too against the Saints. They don't have Devonte Adams. Are are the Packers going to be fine, or is it possible, do you think, that Aaron Rodgers' unique approach to, uh, to sort of just leadership or whatever it is is going to catch up to him?
3: Well, it's going to catch up to him. I think they'll be fine because the division is poor. Uh, had high hopes for Minnesota. Minnesota can't quite figure out who they want to be. Um, I, I think Aaron Rodgers can get away with it, and he's been able to get away with it so long because of the division he plays in. We've seen going into the playoffs and having home field, Doesn't matter because those other teams are up to caliber. So they run into
2: problems. During the regular season, they're going to be fine. Ephraim Salam, crushing it here on the show. Buddy, all right, I got to do this. I always forget. I'm going to look at a calendar. I'm going to look at dates, and we're going to go hang out and and drink a bunch of beer together at a Rams game.
3: You can drink beer. I'll have root beer. And just to show you how dedicated I am to you, I've done this whole interview on the Peloton. The, are you winning or losing? I'm I'm
2: riding, baby. All right, I'll I'm let you go. Rider, <laughs> go get him, buddy. Go get him, E. All right, brother. All right, bye, dude. See ya. E from Salam here on uh here on the on the program. Um, Lovey, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was like, what is he breathing? And I was diesel. <laughs> I was texting you like, is
4: he okay?
2: Is he having like. Heart palpitations.
4: I didn't know if he had just finished working out. If I called him in the middle of his workout, I was I was a little bit concerned. Currently. Yeah. Whew, I gotta tell you,
2: Whew, Aaron Rodgers, it's gonna, it's gonna. Oh, here comes the hill. I mean, like, okay. <laughs> All right, sounds...
4: By the way, have you ever been on a Peloton in your life?
2: No, I'm not fancy like that Me either. And, and... All my neighbors, all my buddies, got into it. They all rearranged their houses because I've I've owned so many pieces of machinery that, I, that you, you buy it. You're like, yeah, I'm going to lose weight, and then four months later, you're trying to give it away for free. I live in L.A. It doesn't rain here very much. It's not cold. I used to run in Iowa when I ran half marathons. I used to run in very cold weather, so I just I just I just get outside. Um Oh, Stu McMallister on, on uh, Twitter. I don't know if he's on a, on a Peloton or not, but it's Rider tweets Powerade over Gatorade all damn day. Let's go. Aaron, I'm with you, Bill, on the Powerade. It just quenches better. Hashtag blue Powerade. Aaron, dude, I'm 100% with you. Lance Toth tweets at Sportsrider Powerade all day long. There's more. People love the Powerade, D-Cell. I
4: really didn't know these people existed. I'm shocked. I am stunned. All right. I'm going
2: to say something that's going to sound condescending, and that will be a new experience for everybody listening and for you. (laughs) But I think the power of Powerade is actually more about Madison Avenue, the power of advertising, than it is the taste of the Gatorade. I don't want to be like Mike and the, oh, all the you know, just do it and all. they they have a great marketing approach. they amazing commercials. Powerade tastes better. It is a quencher, as Aaron at Aaron Crow writes on Twitter. It is a it quenches better. And that blue dude, like I'm more of a blue Powerade guy, but every now and then I'll mix in the green. Gatorade can't touch those flavors.
4: I'm stunned. I'm stunned that you like Powerade. I'm stunned that there's so many people agreeing with you.
2: Yeah, man. I've never met these people. Not Anybody every... who likes Powerade. Not everybody is. Tyler Blinth is tweeting I mean, We exist, Tommy Muscle. Oh, I'm with you, Bill. I read that wrong. Yeah, that's another yeah, Powerade that's guy. another one for you. There's not a single Gatorade defender on here.
4: Yeah, this is normally how this goes for me on social media. Nobody agrees with me. What is the name of the show? Writer than you.
2: There you go. I didn't come up with it. Powerade Allen, who called in yesterday to say hi to you. Powerade Mango. I've never had that. Do not drink Gatorade at all. Nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, I'm telling you. I'm telling you that. Have you actually ha- I should have asked this before, knowing you, because you make these assessments. <laughs> it's,
4: it's a very fair question. Have you
2: ever had a Powerade?
4: Yes, I have. It's been a uh, long time since I've had kay. one. But, okay. yes, in my life, I have had Powerade multiple times. Did not like the taste.
2: Do you think Ephraim right now is just like whoo, whoo, like catching up on the Peloton?
4: Yes. I too. Yes, I do.
2: <laughs> on Twitter, for me, sports writer, sports R-E-I-T-E-R. Here's a thought, and I'm not an expert on the world. Do the Peloton after the interview. <laughs> I thought he might. So I, I'm not going to lie. I've had a couple times where I've, I've agreed to do radio hits with buddies, and I forget. And once I was, I was at, going to some appointment, and the elevator didn't work. I'm like, I can walk up six flights of stairs. I'm like, it's the same. I'm like, hey, you know, LeBron. Woo! <laughs> I mean, it happens, but not <laughs> mid, not mid workout. All right. Good stuff. Eight five five two one two four CBS is the phone number here on National Coffee Day and my wife's birthday. Happy birthday, Lori. love you. Let's um. Let's do buy or sell. How are we feeling about it? What, what's uh, Is it a thirst quencher today?
4: Ooh, that's a good one. Let's go with that. Thirst quenching buy or sell.
2: The quenching goodness of a segment that brings you headlines from around sports and a perspective on each one next here on CBS Sports Radio.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Writer with you. It might be National Coffee Day, but it should be National Powerade Day because I made the offhanded comment that I prefer Powerade to Gatorade and the love is pouring in at SportsRider, Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R, for Powerade. And on the phone lines at 855 let's go out to South Carolina. And by the way, to Chip, who's on the line, and everybody, be safe, be careful. I know uh, the hurricane is heading your way. Just passed over my parents at Four Myers yesterday. They're fine. Uh, wishing you the same. Good fortune. Good luck. Chip, appreciate you, buddy. You're on CBS Sports Radio. How you doing, Bill? Good, man. What's up?
4: What's up? Hey, I got two Powerade flavors for you to try, and both of them you mix with lemonade.
2: Ooh, give it to me. I'm ready.
4: So take the blue Powerade. The, I think they call it Mountain Blast or something.
2: Yeah, I think that's right.
4: And then mix it with uh, mix it with like Simply Lemonade. Okay. And it'll taste like electric lemonade.
2: Oh my gosh, I've got both of those in my fridge when I get home. It's happening. I'll report back tomorrow. And
4: then the other one is the uh, if you haven't tried the mango yet, the mango one's good. It's still there?
2: Yeah yeah, I'm just I'm writing it down. And you put a little lemonade in that bad boy too?
4: Yeah, you can put a lemonade in that one too.
2: All right. Jip, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. I love it. I appreciate it. Stay safe and, and be careful. Decel, I think it's time for you to acknowledge you got Gatorade wrong.
4: Yeah, I couldn't be more wrong about this one. I am stunned. I'm absolutely stunned. I'm actually going to poll the people in the newsroom after the show to see how wrong I am about this one.
2: Ooh, here's a a wrinkle from a guy named Dinkle on Twitter. That's his name. That's SportsWriter, SportsWriter, I've been Team Powerade my whole life, and I'm done speaking up about it. It is a far superior product. However, I do think that body armor now reigns supreme. Ooh! Body armor has a drink. I didn't even know they had a drink.
4: A little twist here that we didn't see coming.
2: Wow! He's putting Gatorade three. By the way, uh, Devin Riggs is, is still old school with you. Gatorade all the way, baby. Powerade tastes like watered down juice. I
4: don't know. Finally, I got one person, one person one. in my corner.
2: There's a bunch coming in. Love you, Powerade. Let's um, let's power our way to buy or sell.
5: What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You.
4: All right, let's start it off where we always do by talking some NFL. Now on Monday, right here on the show, we called out Chargers head coach Brandon Staley for leaving quarterback Justin Herbert in the game on Sunday after it had already been decided as Herbert is still dealing with a rib injury. While the injury news did not stop there for the Chargers, edge rusher Joey Bosa officially went on IR yesterday after suffering a tear in his groin against the Jaguars last week. Bosa is expected to return at some point this season. My question to you, Bill. Buy or sell the Chargers can stay afloat without Joey Bosa?
2: I mean, it's a significant loss. We've seen them. Yeah, I'll buy. Buy. And I think Stay Afloat's the right question because he's obviously capable, when he's healthy, of being a a difference maker and a game wrecker defensively. So you don't rush him. You get him back. You hope you get him back up to full speed. But I do think that they're going to be able to win football games without him. That said, Tom, I was thinking about this, and maybe we'll do it as a segment next week. The AFC is brutal. And if the Bengals win tonight, it just increases that sense of there are a lot of teams in the AFC that look like Things fall the right way. Health falls the right way. They could make deep, deep runs.
4: That's why it's getting late early for the Chargers. I mean, your quarterback is hurt. Yes, he's still playing. You lose Joey Bosa. You're off to a one and two. St- like, it's just, it's getting late here for LA. Well, can I just buy that you, what you, I like it's getting late early. Bye. Dig it. All right. Now, speaking of injuries, the New York Jets got some good news yesterday as quarterback Zach Wilson was medically cleared and is expected to play on Sunday against the Steelers. By or sell the Jets becoming more intriguing with Zach Wilson as their starter instead of Joe Flacco.
2: I mean, intri- more intriguing or intriguing? I'm going to sell yes. the Jets are intriguing. I'm just going to sell. Sell. You would prefer, obviously, Zach Wilson under center to Mr. Taking a lot of Flacco.
4: It also depends upon what you th- what you think of Zach Wilson. If you already think he can't play, then it is what it is.
2: I mean, it's like Daniel Jones, maybe last year. I mean, I've already made up my mind on Daniel Jones, but I-, I think with Zach Wilson, you have to play him to know. I mean, you might have an idea, but I think the Jets are clearly holding out hope he can be the guy.
4: All right, let's get to some college football here. As number fourteen Ole Miss prepares to host number seven Kentucky this week in Oxford, Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin called out the Rebel fans.
3: When you come back out and you run out the tunnel and it looks like, you know,
4: a high school game, um, playing in a college stadium, you can't let that affect you. I mean, you know, there's psychology to that, obviously. There's a home field advantage for a reason. And, you know, when it goes the other way, you kind of have that feeling, you know, that, man, are we still really playing in a game here? You know, the players have to fight that. So, again, we use that as a learning lesson for our guys. So that's the case that's the case but i mean I, i'm i'm worried about what i can control i've tried social media in here for two years so you know we'll worry about what we can control and that's getting our players ready to play lane kiffin sounding defeated there Buy or sell yeah, it, it was a wise decision for lane kiffin to call out his fan base i will buy it but
2: I think he's just trying to do something to get them going. Uh, the Lane Kiffin thing reminds me of a random question I have for you on Buy or Sell. Uh, Lane Kiffin used to live in my part of L.A. I have to see him all over the place. He's not here. But there's a lot of coaches that live here. A lot of current coaches. There is a current big-time coach, a famous professional coach, who I just noticed is on the, the same tennis ladder. It's a league. You win, you move. up, And I'm a win or two away from playing. Buy or Sell, I should... Because there's a question like privacy. Buy or sell, I should name drop this guy if I play him in a tennis match.
4: Buy. You think I should? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Make, maybe a little friendly wager with him as well. But I should say on the air, I'm oh, playing. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Why not?
2: I mean, a lot of these people in L.A. like prefer, if they're socializing, not to have, have it appear on the radio, but I'm sort of with you. I think. He's also a pretty good athlete, so I'm just... I really like beating guys that are good at it. Now I'm extra motivated to get up there.
4: Now I'm really motivated to find out who it is. I hope you play him. Got to win. It's got to win the next few weeks and hope he loses. All right, let's get to some hoops here. Now, in an interview with ESPN, Nets head coach Steve Nash spoke about Ben Simmons' game saying, quote, I don't care if he ever shoots a jump shot for the Brooklyn Nets. He's welcome (laughs) to, but that's not what makes him a special player and what we need. He's a great complement to our team, and he's an incredible basketball player because of his versatility, end quote. sell the Nets will need Ben Simmons to be a threat offensively. Bye. Bye.
2: I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to lower expectations and make Simmons comfortable. You don't have to be a good shooter to be a great player. It's hard, but you you have to shoot. Russell Westbrook, when he was good, not a great shooter. Rajon Rondo, when he was really effective, not a great shooter. But they would occasionally shoot. You, you have to shoot a little bit. A little bit. I love Simmons' potential in his game. Think about this. Simmons and Giannis were both guys that couldn't shoot when they entered the NBA. Simmons was much more highly touted. Simmons wouldn't work on his game. Giannis would. that That's the frustration. Work
4: on your game, dude. Dude. All right, let's stick with the hoops here. And speaking of working on your game, Zion Williamson's physique since arriving at Pelicans training camp this week looks noticeably different than it did last year as Zion last season was dealing with a nagging foot injury. After a team scrimmage, New Orleans head coach Willie Green said yesterday, quote, Z looked amazing. His strength, his speed, he dominated the scrimmage pretty much, end quote. By yourself, this is the year where Zion Williamson puts it all together.
2: Man, I would be Lion if I told you I wasn't a little worried. Buy. Oh, I gotta buy on that?
4: Yeah, Lion, Zion. Yeah, yeah, why not?
2: That's a hard one to pull off. <sighs> I mean, I want it to be so. I want that level of a talent, that 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 incredible talent to be able to, to put it together. And we've seen guys who have been injured early in careers who have figured it out. Steph Curry comes to mind. Soccer. Leo Messi comes to mind. Joe Burrow. I mean, it's a smaller sample size, but he, I think, applies and and, and comes to mind. Do I? Th- you know, let's let's lean into optimism. Let's lean into hope. Let us let's, let's let's throw away the Eeyore label that some people have been given and buy this baby. Buy. Do I actually believe it? I may not actually believe it, but I'm trying really hard. To will myself into thinking Zion could be healthy and extraordinary consistently starting this year.
4: All right. Let let me give you a quick follow-up to that then. Is step one, can you check the box for physical conditioning? Do you believe that he one that the foot injury is healed and two, he is in game shape?
2: He looks good. I'll buy. Yeah, he looks good. I mean, bye. And he just got his contract, right? And it was sort of a weird situation, and he and the organization didn't get along. And people near him reportedly didn't like David Griffin, which made David Griffin, the GM, look bad. And Griffin was under some pressure, so that was a bit of an ugly deal, maybe a toxic deal behind the scenes. And the fact that he showed up in shape, I think, is a really, really good sign.
4: All right, let's get to some baseball here. Last night's one nothing win over the Padres in extra innings gave the Dodgers, get ready for this, their 107th win of the season, setting a franchise record. Now LA wrapped up the NL West a long time ago as they're twenty one games up on San Diego. By yourself, this is the best Dodgers team in the last decade.
2: Wow, it's a great question. They've won a World Series. They've made another where they lost to that Houston team that was doing sign stealing. They won the NL West what is it, was seven years in a row? And then the year they won the World Series, I think they didn't, if I've got that right. And obviously they've won it this year. Um Best team in it. I mean, their offense is extru- – I mean, I'll buy it. Buy. We know best teams don't always win the World Series, that it's a different kind of deal, and, and how you're constructed in the regular season has a bearing but not a direct correlation to how you're constructed for a postseason run. They're, they're different things. The National League is tough, man. The Mets are capable of, of going on a tear with that pitching staff. The Braves are, are the same thing. And some of the other teams that are going to be in the mix, we've seen teams, wildcard teams get really hot, and no one sees them coming. But the Dodgers, I don't think it's the Dodgers over the field. I do think the Dodgers are are clearly the favorite. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. I was just thinking about it. They are really good.
4: All right, let's finish up with some golf here. Last question. According to reports, Live Golf is nearing a deal with Fox Sports to have their events broadcasted. However, it's a very unconventional deal in the sense that Live Golf would actually be paying Fox Sports for the airtime rather than Fox Sports paying them. In addition to paying for the airtime, Liv would also be responsible for all production costs and selling advertising. My question to you, Bill, buy or sell this deal for both parties, Live Golf and Fox Sports.
2: So I want Live Golf to fail as miserably as I did when I once attempted stand-up comedy. I want it to be an act in humiliation and hubris taught a lesson. I do not like or support Live Golf. But that's not the question you're asking. I'll buy. Buy. When I saw the news, I was bummed because I don't want Live Golf to make it. It gives Live Golf a real platform where people can find it if they want to, and it gives Fox Sports a, as you said, not just free, but they get paid to evaluate Live Golf and to look at the ratings, and the fact is, if the ratings are interesting, then Fox has a relationship and can have and be maybe an. It's hard to find content that works. It's hard to find live sports content that's affordable. I think it's a very, very crafty deal by um, by Eric Shanks and the people who run who I know Fox Sports, and um, and I think it makes sense for live golf. Unfortunately. By the way, this isn't by ourselves. I just want to sneak in here before we get to the, the update. Um, it's rumors, so it's hard to take it with a grain of salt, but I'm back in the mix of doing the NBA reporting that goes into my other job, D-Cell. Flying the next couple weeks. we will doing the show remotely the next couple weeks from some NBA locations, visiting with some GMs and some players and some people, and I'm making phone calls and having lunches and doing those sorts of things. And I, As you would imagine, having spun that back up the last few days, one of the things people just want to talk about is Ime Odoka. And I won't give any specifics here because none of it's confirmed. But the rumor mill, and it's the rumor mill, so it could be garbage or exaggerated, is pretty ugly. And um, I've heard from multiple people speculation he will never be a part of the NBA again. And I saw yesterday a report out of Bleacher Report. Now, they might have been aggregating it. I don't remember, unfortunately. But I remember, like, last night on the couch hanging out, just, like, flipping through my phone, seeing a, a story from an unnamed agent saying what I've been hearing from people, which is he'll he'll never, it's over. Career doesn't mean that's true. People have we've heard that, and people come back, but and it's certainly what I've heard from every person is oh he ain't ever coaching the cell. It's over. He's never been the Celtics like tech coach. It is a process that he's not coming back. So I don't know what's true. I don't know what's real. I'll just say that if if and we saw was it Matt Barnes who did this? We saw. Matt Barnes saying, oh, man, I take it back. I shouldn't have defended him. It's so ugly. He, Matt Barnes, is going to have more. He's going to have better. He's going to have a better avenue to to, to to sources who are more likely to be totally accurate. What I've heard is connected people who are second or third hand. But it ain't good. It ain't good. So Ime Odoka, that story, still percolating. He's still tactically the head coach of the Celtics. I think very likely will not only be out eventually, officially, at some point in Boston, Will he never coach there again is, is the belief, but there's a growing belief, growing level of confidence, really, that, that he will never be involved in coaching in the NBA at any level again. Phone number on the show, 855-212-4CBS. Let's talk Aaron Judge and that incredible accomplishment after we get a CBS Sports Radio update. From Peter Schwartz. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. It is Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio on this Thursday. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you. This is exciting. I'm a Chicago guy. Not really a Bears believer. I'm a Bears fan. I'm just angry that I'm a Bears fan. I'm a big Cubs fan. Love Chi-Town. We got Rich on the line in Chicago in the Windy City. Rich, appreciate you listening, buddy. You're on uh, CBS Sports Radio.
5: Yeah, I was telling your producer, uh, there's a reason you get a lot of calls from Chicago. Uh, there's, my friends and I are really knowledgeable sports guys, and we prefer to listen to you guys than the local guys. And and there's a reason for that. I was going to fill you in a little bit about what's really happening with the Bears versus what what they like to promote in this town. I've been here quite a long time, but I've lived all over. And I'm an SEC guy from Florida, so I saw Justin Fields at Georgia after two years, and uh, I'll get down there for the Florida-Georgia game every year. And I'm getting flashbacks of why they ran him off at Georgia. I gave him the benefit of the doubt when they drafted him because he is a great athlete. But i got to tell you something. he He's regressing. You think year two, in most cases, for a, a rookie quarterback, they progress significantly, the good ones. He's gone backwards. And, and his problems are the same things he had at Georgia. He can't read defenses. He can't read pre-snap formations where he doesn't have a clue what he's going to do with the ball. And then he freelances. So if the primary receiver is not open, I mean, they're last in the league in offense. Now, the problem here is they're two and 2-1. And it's a joke. I mean, for them to be 2-1, and one, they won't be shortly. But they're, they're kind of the sentiment in this town is, hey, let's give them more time. Well, he's had plenty of time. And I think his passer rating is in the 60s on like 13 starts over the course of last year and this year. So, you know, I don't want to put a put a pin in the butt in the balloon for the Bear fans, but I got to tell you, I think it's going to be worse. And I think Eberflus, since it's not his guy, the previous regime did not draft him, and they've run off everybody else that that Pace and Nagy drafted. I think he's next. Don't be surprised if you see the Bears, because they're going to have a bad record. They may win six, seven games because they get a weak schedule. But don't be surprised if they uh, draft a quarterback next year in the first round.
2: Rich, I love the call, man. And I, I agree with – and thank you, by the way. Appreciate that. Love to hear. Guys are listening. Folks are listening in Chicago. I worked at the Chicago Tribune when I was young. Waubonsee High School for a time. Family from there. My grandpa and grandma met there in, in Chicago in the Stockyards Act when my granddad met, worked in the Stockyards. I didn't meet there. And a uh, lifetime Chicago sports fan. But I'm not one of these guys, and I'm not trying to take shots at local radio. I did local radio in L.A. and actually said Kobe Bryant was overrated, and that did not go on very well. But I'm just not going to I'm not gonna lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to myself, first and foremost. And I'm with, I'm with Rich in Chicago. Joseph Fields isn't very good. Now, I think there's an interesting question. It doesn't matter. It's a distinction without a difference for people like Rich and I. But I think it's a question of, was Justin Fields the wrong guy to draft? Or was he the right guy to draft and the wrong people were the ones who were his ambassadors to the NFL, Matt Nagy and company, and ruined him? That is more my inclination. Because being an incredible athlete, at in any level of sports, right? In any level of sports, but especially the quarterback position in the National Football League, is a situation sometimes where your athleticism allows you not to have to learn some of the lessons that other guys do that lead to success. That's why failure, it's why struggle, it's why difficulty in life and sports matter. And Justin Fields is such a good athlete, even at the collegiate level at times, he could get around it. But we've seen other guys. I mean, I think Lamar Jackson is a very prime example. I think Kyler Murray, and I'm not sure that's going to work out as an example. If Justin Fields were coached by John Harbaugh, I have a lot of confidence that it's a very different outcome. But Matt Nagy is checks notes or was checks notes again a disaster an absolute disaster anyway distinction without a difference i'm with you and you know maybe the bears will be good in two or three years but but if fields isn't the guy and i'm with you rich i don't think he is it's going to be a minute for for chicago that's it's another we're starting over again it's so frustrating you can take shots at Russell Wilson all you want, right? I mean, I would have had, I would have taken that guy in a heartbeat because Chicago probably was in the mix from a few years ago. Speaking of which, I, do you watch the Manning cast? I always forget about it, d and I should watch it because it is
4: unique. I check in on it. I'm not going to yeah. say I'm a devoted viewer. I, I prefer the traditional broadcast, but I do check in on it. They get a lot of big-name guests during yeah. the broadcast, so that's normally what I tune in for.
2: People love it. And Eli had had a pretty good shot at Russell Wilson in that game they did, where he said, in effect, "Man, maybe maybe the Broncos should have spent 245 million on a punter instead of a quarterback." It's a good line, and um, Russell Wilson. This is we call him a cornball. He's kind of a cornball. He's kind of a goofy guy. He you know he makes me cringe sometimes, but. but your quarterback at any level, especially that level, you're an alpha and you're going to have the ability to put people in their place. It's short, it's sweet, but here's a pretty good exchange where Russell Wilson addressed that Eli shot.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today
0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
5: Chad Powers? Um, yeah, you know, Chad Powers. You know, um, I'm 3-0 against Chad Powers, you know.
2: Um, I mean, that's, what you, that's how you do it. You make it funny because it doesn't make you look small. The Chad Powers thing is a reference to it. It's a funny skit. I wouldn't watch it. You should, too. Uh, SNL skit where Eli Manning basically walks onto a college team and calls himself Chad Powers. So you you make it light. You make it funny. Ha, ha, ha. You don't say his name. That's a certain level of disrespect. And you point out the fact you beat the guy the three times you played. I love everything about the Chad Powers clip. Are you an SNL guy, Diesel? I've
4: never asked you this. Yes, I am. I absolutely am. Common ground,
2: baby. Another Chicago connection. Did you know that a huge percentage of the of the folks who have gone through Saturday Night Live, and obviously many of them have become superstars, went through Second City in Chicago, which I've been to. Second City is a, is, is an improv sort of comedy thing, troupe deal in Chicago, and SNL will scout a lot of its talent from there.
4: I maybe did know not that. know that. I did yeah, not know that. know that at all.
2: Jason Sudeikis, one of many, one of the many. Um, I'm not sure if Russell Wilson's going to figure it out. He looks washed to me, and he might be. But I'm glad he's still got some some swagger and some confidence. So I'm supposed to be super into Aaron Judge, and this is not an Aaron Judge shot. I I love history, and I love in baseball the idea of the sanctity of, of, of numbers, much of which has been tarnished and, for me, frankly, torn down by the steroids era. One of the reasons I'm so obsessed with the idea of hitting 400 and I lose my mind over Ted Williams not winning the MVP in like 1940-whatever-it-was, 41-whatever-dumb-year-it-was over some stupid hitting streak is because I, I, th- I think those numbers are meaningful and I think they're magical. Home runs less so. The real record is, I is it 72? I know I should know this. I've just tried to blot out 73. I've tried to blot out the numbers. And I was I was I was can I was caught up again Chicago guy, I was caught up in Sosa, Maguire. Sosa Maguire bonds all hold larger home run marks than Aaron Judge currently does. And so what you've seen in in the coverage and the excitement and and ESPN cutting to the to the to the, the bats for judge is oh it's the American league mark. But that's never been the standard. That's never been the standard. And all the other home run races has never been, oh, he's good. I mean, it'll be, met. oh, yeah, he's going to hit the mark for, for the American International League. But it's the major league mark. It's the combined mark that's always mattered. And pretending like something magical has happened without addressing the underlying problem to me is just more baseball being baseball. This is a Barry Bonds story as much as it's an Aaron Judge story because Barry Bonds still has technically the most home runs hit in Major League Baseball in a single regular season. He has. doesn't matter if you put an asterisk if they don't recognize it. It's still there. It's still out there. And every time you let Mark McGuire be a hitting coach or Barry Bonds be a hitting coach, it's not like Sosa's around. it. And I'm not saying you should punish those guys, but it's, these guys haven't been banished from the game. They're a part, they're a part of the history of it. So for me, D-Cell, I... I'm happy for Yankees fans. I'm happy for Aaron Judge. It's a great accomplishment. There's not enough games left for him to get to 73 or 74. And so it's really cool, but I don't care about an American League record. I only care about the record.
4: It's cool. There's not a lot of fanfare around this. I didn't watch it live. I saw the highlight, and I thought it was a cool moment. That's about it. It, He's not the home run king. That's it. It's just he's a really good player. Uh, a lot like we talked about Lamar Jackson earlier this week. He bet on himself, and he's having an absolutely he did bet on outstanding year. Yeah. He's having a great season. It was a cool moment. It's not much more than that.
2: If you and I might be in the minority on this. I can't tell. Like I, I read a lot of newsletters in the morning. I read um like a markets newsletter, a politics newsletter, a news newsletter. I think the joke I made to you is if I don't subscribe to a Garden Gnome newsletter, but if I did, I promised you there'd be something about Aaron Judge at the top. Every newsletter— Every piece of media I consume,
4: it is everywhere. I feel like people think they're supposed to care about this, that they've been trained, ooh, 61 home runs. This is a big deal. I'm supposed to talk about this. I'm supposed to care about this. I don't think we do.
2: I also think ESPN tried really hard to shove it down everybody's throats, and maybe they did that successfully. Force feeding is feeding nonetheless, even if you don't want it and this gets into my frustration about the rest of the country having to listen to interesting content out of New York that's not interesting to the rest of the country. This is, but I promise you if it were a Chicago Cub who were chasing, it'd be different because the record, the National League record is different, or it were a Chicago White Sox, or it were an angel not named Trout or Shohei Otani, or a guy on the Rangers, it would. or the Kansas City Royals had like one guy hitting a... It wouldn't be a story like this. ESPN wouldn't be cutting to it. There wouldn't be the same focus because it's not a real record in the sense that it matters in a significant way. For example, do you know who has the most RBI in National League history in a single season? Neither do I. It's a good, it's an accomplishment, but it's not, it's not history. Do you know the last guy to hit almost 400? Me either. I'm going to guess George Brett, but I actually don't know. I think he might have hit 393 one year. It's not, it's not the mark, and unfortunately the mark is soiled. So even like thinking about it just bums me out, because i got to think about what baseball did to its own history. That's a bummer to hand on. Congratulations, Aaron Judge, though. All right, thank you to Pretty Daddy D-Cell over here. Thank you to E from Salam and Peloton for that experience. Thank you for listening. I'm Bill Ryder. We appreciate you. See you here tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.